Okay, from uh, Naples, Florida. This is going to be a good one. So, Brian, uh, Brian Freeman, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker back at the Mothership in Denver, Colorado, at Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Hide and chic. When somebody tells you to go see, see somebody that's local and they recommend it and they go, you have to visit with this gentleman. We're in for a treat. You, you laugh a little run. bit. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, come to Sh- uh, Chef Hyde. How are you? Chic baby chic. That's all I can tell you. Chic right? baby chic. Chic baby chic. Introduce. Baby. Come on. Give me the proper. Give me the formal introduction of yourself uh, in Hollywood. Because yeah, Hollywood. Mr. Hollywood. Mr. Hollywood. Slate your name. Slate your name. So uh, Slate my name is uh, Andy. A-N-D-Y. Yes. It's not an A-N-D-I. No. It's, A-N-D-Y. It's all man. Right? Larte. Larte. That's my middle Ghanian name. middle yeah. name. Okay. It's L-A-R-T-E-Y. T-E-Y. Yes, sir. Right. Larte. And the last name? Hyde. And there is born Hyde and Chic. Yes. H-Y-D-E. Uh, so thank you for allowing us to be in your home. You're we, so uh, lucky. I, we well, listen. So I think lucky. we are because we are. we're yeah. fast friends now. Yeah. We, we have uh, we've had din- dinner with you. He is. So yeah. We're going to learn about you. We're going to learn about why local and people yeah. doing business locally and yeah. recommending other people. Michael, yeah, from Blue Star. Jesus, Ilhorn. Would you talk about him for a second, Michael? So Mikey, I call him. Oh man, the guy. Ugh, Jesus, he's been through so much with me. So I moved down here back in 2013, and Michael Ailhorn, he works for Blue Star Seafood. Uh-huh. I think his partner also over there, but we just don't tell anybody. But uh, He might not know. He might not even know. I think <laughs> he, he just gets one of those uh, checks. Yeah. He just like, you Yeah, know, don't show up. See what don't happens. Show, exactly. <laughs> just give him all the free fish. But no, um, Mike works with uh, local fishermen mm-hmm. over here, and the company that he worked with, uh, with the owner has been operating since the last 25 years. Local dude, total chilled, conservative, chilled, cool, redneck. (laughs) (laughs) He's all over the place. He's all over the place. But uh, Mike is just Mikey. Yeah. You know, the guy, the guy just um, go by his words. He said he was a chef. Him? Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Back. And he said that he wanted he didn't want to do that anymore, but he wanted to stay connected and in the business. Yeah, absolutely. So so that's where he went with. Well, that's the story that he told me. I never saw him cooking yet. So I've seen a lot of filleting. So I can tell you that um, he's a very good. um, What's this fucking guy looking? <laughs> yeah. I think he's one of your in. customers. I'm sorry, people, people love you. <laughs> I love All right, hide and chic. We're in your restaurant right now. We're talking about Michael. He's the yeah. Guy. No, Mike. No, all, all all jokes aside, Mike is awesome. He's amazing. You know, you can call the guy at three o'clock in the morning. He will not answer. But guess what? Whatever you want, if you leave him a message, he definitely delivers. And if you can't make it happen, he'll just tell you, you know what? I can't make it happen. Brian, didn't he but, say he had a special? He just one route. Yeah. Per one, day, one just to clean day. things yeah, up. Exactly. At 10, 10 o'clock, That's he said, I'm sending serve. my yeah. last truck out Absolutely. to make sure everyone yeah. gets taken care of. Yeah. And uh, Mike is actually, you know, yeah. when I met him back in 2013, funny, I was uh, the executive chef at La Playa. Mm-hmm. I just moved down from Chicago, and I was running their private dining room, which uh, had 170 seats with like 600 members. Mm-hmm. So every single night, you know, you're pumping it out. Five months, you're doing like $1.6 million in revenue, so on and so forth. And I will always run in the shit because mm-hmm. Naples is just one of those places that um, 
I have never gotten that many curveballs by customers. One day they will love sea bass, the next day they want grouper, and then the next day they want salmon, and forget about the other orders that you had before, you know? So the you just, order off the menu, guys. Yeah, you just have to like, <laughs> you just have to think so smart and be so quickly uh-huh. on your toes. And they're members because, you know, they pay a due, a fee. Sure. So it's not the regular restaurant. Uh-huh. And uh, predominantly my background stems from restaurants, hotels. And uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. But as far as I'm like a private club member, yeah. you know, the guest is the king. But now this is the yeah. guest. The guest is like fucking man yeah <laughs> now your world and i want to get into it's like how do we describe you in 60 seconds? i know i'm gonna i'm gonna see if you can so 60 yeah. seconds and then, and then I, so if you could do you in 60 seconds that'll be tough right but and we'll do more yeah but of course you in 60 seconds and then we'll talk about what you tell us the food in southwest florida right here what is that customer looking for? Do they know what they're looking for? Is yeah. it going to be forward with you and your suggestions? Or are they bringing their cultures? Because let's face it, this is a real melting pot from people all over the world. They call this the waiting room. Absolutely. I spent the last uh, good five years, five years actually answering those questions that you're actually yeah. asking. Thank no you. Bullocks, no bullets. What are the people? What is the food of Naples? Uh-huh. What I can tell you is that... The food of Naples is fresh, organic, healthy, really, and not just a normal cut de boeuf, mashed potatoes, and a gravy. That was back in the days, mm-hmm. like 10 years ago, five years ago. Now today, if I make a beautiful salsa fee mashed potato with a, pota- with a, with a filet, and sweetbreads, they'll eat it. So what is the food of Naples? It's yet to be defined. All right. I, I want to take a reset right here. Okay. Uh, Chef, <laughs> Chef Andy. This, I, this guy we're, is We're at hide awesome. and seek. Love I'm this. doing what you should be doing right now. Take this what? stream. Share it. I'm sharing it. Oh, to all okay. of my friends, all of oh. all of my family, all the groups that I know, and actually the local groups, uh, 239. What are, what are cool. some of the local uh, Facebook groups? Uh, two, three. Um, it's a uh, foodies ideas group. I am sharing it right now. Foodies uh, ideas group. And then you have, uh, what's his name? Raphael Feliciano. Raphael Feliciano. That's his page right here. Yeah. We hope you guys are doing the same thing. So we're sharing. Sizzle. It's called Sizzle Southwest Florida Restaurants. Sizzle Southwest Florida Restaurants. Okay, so guys, thanks for tuning in right now. So let's talk about you. And really, I mean, how do you do it in 60 seconds? But just give an overall landscape of who you are, Chef. Who I am, I was born in Ghana, which is West Africa, 1982. Uh, In four days, I'll be 38. (laughs) Um, I came to Germany. I moved to Germany from Ghana when I was eight years old. When... uh, I was five years old. My mom and my dad pretty much part separated. My dad went to Germany. Mom went to Chicago. So between the ages from eight, between the age from eight years old till 14, I was always going back and forth. Germany, Chicago. I did that like twice. And then at the age of 13, I told my parents, you know what? Screw this. I'll figure it out on my own. Because my dad wanted to send me back to Africa because uh, back in the days in Chicago, just being in elementary school, you will automatically get recruited to gangs and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So um, long story short, I was always getting in trouble till I was freaking 20 when I started culinary school. That's when I found a love for something to get out of trouble. Right. Makes sense. 
And uh, so I l- resigned in Germany from the age of 14 all the way to 23. This is more than 60 seconds. Yeah. I love it. And uh, 14 to 23. So in the meantime, while I was uh, in Germany from 14 to 23, I had a uh, caretaker family. And they were vegetarians, which was slash my childhood best friend. Today, mm-hmm. still my best friend. And I'm the godfather to all her kids. Her family is still my family. And her dad is my godfather. He's a boxer. Taught me how to get out of trouble smartly. Not just ver- and uh yeah this what it is if uh, he pretty much gave me the guidelines of um how to win and how to fail huh. and by that being said so simply today as an adult i can say is you can either uh do it the right way or you can continue being stupid and uh, you will fail you will never so back, funny right? that you say that and so uh yeah age of 20 the opportunities were there to get into a trade and uh, culinary was one of the elements that he saw that would be my fit. I didn't think that was my fit at all because I was just hustling. I mean, you know, I lived on my own when I was 16 years old in Germany. Some might call it Nazi Germany. But <laughs> <laughs> depends. How old were you? Yeah, I was 16 years old. And I was yeah, my so own. that was like 19. And you're 37 now? Yeah, 37. 30, I was 37? born in 82, September. Yeah, makes sense. Remember, yeah. the wall just came down in 91. Absolutely. 90, yeah. yeah, I was one of those first black kids and uh, black, black young kids with a you know caucasian yeah. stepmother in hanover and um city that's where i was pretty much raised someone said food was your future mm? yeah absolutely food is my medicine food is my medicine to cure to all the bullshit pretty much uh-huh. uh the obstacles it's interesting <laughs> you know you say the right way the wrong way as i, I talk to people a lot i said it's, it's just it takes just as much effort to do things the right way as it does the wrong way. Absolutely. I spent half of my life trying to figure out how to oh, yeah. skirt the system or oh, yeah. take a, a left-hand turn. Yeah, it's just a single breath. And, a single and, breath. And go ahead and do things right. Okay, yeah. so here we begin. This is where it gets good. <laughs> now we start talking about the real ins and outs. Food, business, yeah. culture, where we're at. Community. Community is yes. big to us. Yes. Right? So obviously people have looked to you and said, hey, Listen, this is a guy you have to go talk to. I know. Well, this is like your community. That's what he said. I mean, Michael is like, this is the guy that really is screaming passion of food. So passion meets business at this point in time. You and I have a lot in common to it where it's like a lot of times in life we just figured out how to get from point A to point B quickly, efficiently, however we could talk to that talk to that but now you have to set down these roots in business own your own restaurant talk about where we're at right now with hide and chic hide and chic um came together chic chic baby chic baby chic chic baby chic baby okay because you can't chic without the baby you know what i'm saying (laughs) i'm I'm trying to figure it out right now how hide and chic came together was through discipline of all of the I would say obstacles and whimsical challenges yeah. that uh, life just. You could be doing the resort life though, right now, saying? man. Yeah, yeah. You could have this little cush job, yeah, and you're the, guy, yes, the good-looking yes. guy that comes but through. You know, you could ask. pushing through. You could do all that ah, right yeah. now. I did that, and that was not huh? impacting and actually all making right. a change. It was more. You put a first. lot of work into where you're at. Talk about the location you're at. You would have put a lot of Blood work. Blood and sweat. Blood right. and sweat. Talk this was a total it. shit show. All right. Tell it was a total dump. Yeah. Tell us and, about um, it. So you, so you, got, the, you got the chef cred. Yeah. I mean, literally, you can be anywhere. I mean, we call the, this. Um, uh, so I took this dump. 
You want to hear about how I didn't I, see I totally how do. this place came together? Because this is the Naples Laundry. This is really... <laughs> You know what, bro? So you just give me a five. You finally got it. You finally got it. <laughs> this you're, is you the finally, Naples Laundry. When you, you finally, know it, I am you know proud. It. You're actually going to get a T-shirt Thank when you, you work, walk out of okay. here because you remembered it. Yes. This is the Naples Laundry. Yes. So we're right next to a two laundry mats. Mm-hmm. The one next to And me. a nail salon. Oh, yeah. And, and, a, a, dog, and a dog shop. Yeah, you the, have to come here. The, you have to come here. So this is called the Seabreeze Plaza. It's one of the grandfathered-in plazas, one of the only ones two miles into uh, downtown Naples. There has never been a fine dining restaurant in the strip mall at all. This used to be called uh, the, the Lunch Bucket, Yana Eats, and... Uh, Wasn't it Jimmy John's or uh, Sub Shop? Or no, what it was, was a Sub Shop. Yeah, it's, uh, not the third one I can't remember right now, but it's okay. That's how important it was. It was a spot. It was the spot to get a $2 sandwich. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so how do you change it over? How you change it over is uh, you come in here, and uh, you see what I pretty much saw, envision. which is uh, yeah. envision what you can make out of nothing, which is a dump. Most people, I think, and I have seen throughout my career, they envision a uh, restaurant to own a restaurant. When I say people, I'm just speaking just based on chefs. Right? Yeah. To own a restaurant, you have to have a sponsor, which you do. You have to have a lot of money, which you definitely do. But most importantly, what I have learned within the last good four and a half years of being persistent and really consistent about being okay with the possibly failure Mm -hmm. it's actually learning from the failures on an every single day basis and having set foundation of your goal my goal was simple my goal was this to have to be able to have about six tables to seat about 30 people 28 people and just cook food for them the food that i've been cooking the last 18 years food that I was trained with, food that inspired me when I was waking up in Africa. My mom was not there. My dad was not there. Migrating to Germany, learning what kohlrabi is, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all of this stuff, coming to Chicago, eating chicken, Mm -hmm. going back to Germany and being vegetarian. All of this is in here and hiding. Doesn't seem like a tall order. And there you go. You have the dream. You have the passion. Boom. COVID hits. Absolutely. It it turns around. We need to take a break. Uh, Jay, can we take a break? We'll come right back. And this is just uh, this is exactly what we billboarded it to be. You want to talk about local? You want to talk about people that are moving the needle? Do you want to talk about passion? How does passion and how does passion meet business? Wow. And what happens when business says, well, hey, listen, we didn't do anything, but now we have COVID and we need to survive. A little bit's going on right here. I'm starting to see things change around. Have you ever floated a floor? Uh, a floor? <laughs> no, it's no, not no. an easy thing. When you're a great cook and you're trying to get things done, you look around and you say, how do I have the best experience possible? We'll take a break. We'll come right back. This is what it's all about. Hide and chic, man. And we're in shake, chic, baby, shake. Shake, all right. shake, baby, shake, you know. And thank you. Okay. Uh, this is a treat. We're in Naples, Florida right now. We'll be right back. The Modern Eater Show continues. We started Meridium Spirits because we love the way that spirits and cocktails can bring people together to socialize, to bond, to have conversations. Well, right now we've got some big conversations to have. Coop Vodka and Coop Gin are available at liquor stores across the metro area. But if you can't find us or would like to have us behind your bar or at your restaurant, send us an email, info at meridiumspirits.com. 
We know things are a little different these days, but think of us the next time you're planning a virtual happy hour or a socially distant picnic. And keep an eye on our social media, Coop by Meridium, for all the latest and greatest. Hey, Dave Thibodeau here. Hey, friends of the Modern Eater, this is Dave Thibodeau from Ska Brewing and Peach Street Distillers. I wanted to let you know that our new brew distillery is up and running again in Boulder. And we've got a uh, great selection of Ska beers, nearly 30 on tap. We've also got all of our Peach Street spirits available. A great mixology program that we brought down from the, from the Western Slope and Palisade. We're open limited hours, Wednesday through Friday from 3 to 10. And then we open up earlier at 10 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday and get some brunch action rolling. We have two great patios. Socially distant seating is available. And you can always check for more information at scostreet.com. And hope we become your new favorite neighborhood spot. And I'd like to meet you there in the not-too-distant future for a beer or a drink soon. So take care, be healthy, and stay strong. And I'll talk to you later. Hi guys, it's Cody Ann from Aspen Baking Company. We specialize in fresh, preservative-free, amazing bread. But with all the food news, go right here to the Modern Eater. <laughs> hey, Zach Ryder here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado. Your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs> First, we partner with the best farmers in the world, and then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful, all so that you can get back to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Okay, back at it, and thank you. You're going to hear from Michael. I mean, that was great. Blue Star Seafood. We were there earlier on today. We start talking. We just dig in. We say, oh, yeah. we're in the area. And here it is. It's Chef Andy Hyde. And Joe momentarily. But I have to tell you about Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. He's the man, the most trusted man in the business when it comes to installing tap lines. Why? Because you want that beer to taste like the brewer intended it to taste, Brian. Yes, you do. That's what you have to do. Not only is he going to make the tap lines of your dreams, he's going to do maintenance as well. Yep, clean them out. Right now is the time. Got to clean them out. Clean out those lines. He's got a special for you. All you have to do is give him a call. If you're pouring in a fish and beer, what are you doing, boys? You're pouring your money down the drain. drain. Please do not pour your (laughs) money down the drain. Every cent counts right now. Am I wrong, Chef? Yes, sir. I'm not wrong at all. You are wrong. All right, give him a call. 720-272-3809. Can I have his number, too? One more time. 720-272-3809. Nine, it's Jeff Bork yes, and Eight Plus Beverage Solutions. Come on down to Florida, right? Yeah. Hide and chic, chic baby, chic, chic baby, chic. You already know that's what it's about, yes, sir. Okay, all right. Uh, local fish. We got good fish from Michael. We cooked it up. It was good stuff today. Thank you. Right. Thank We're talking you. about the. Uh, I mean, how do you shout out to Juan? 
Juan. You, Juan, yes. shout out to Juan. You did, and yes, Juan's said, your executive, I guess. Executive Juan is the chef to Tunar at Hide and Chic. He's the prodigy straight from Colombia, Cali, Colombia, and this African over here. We call it AC. Chic, baby. You know why? Because, you know, African Colombia, we'd be cool in it. <laughs> <laughs> here we are, Southwest Florida. We're yes, talking sir. about cuisine. We're talking. So in, in, in Fort Myers, Florida, and we were up in um, uh, Cape Coral yesterday at uh, Gather. Gather. Yep. It was a great day. Thank cool you. Cool restaurant. Yeah. Chef, Chef John. John Hill. John Hill. Incredible guy. It was just great. Well, the whole, the, I mean, the whole thing. One thing leads yeah. to another. Yep. And here we are today. Well, one good chef to another is yep. what I would say because Chef John Hill said, hey, you got to check out my fish. Yep. My fish guy says, hey, you got to check out one of my Naples guys. Yeah. And before we broke off, we said, here's the deal. It may be one thing. Okay. You're going to navigate a restaurant and the margins are slim. It's just making no money. And you have to turn this around. And chef, you said, all I really want this to be is kind of like my home to where you're going to come and you're going to eat my cuisine and you're going to sit at the tables here and I'm going to do the turns. It's yeah. going to be at your pace, but this is going to be your place to come into my home and then boom COVID hits turns everything on its ear where do you go from there COVID was a blessing to me what to me to me in a sense of um i love risk mm-hmm. right and when COVID hit mm-hmm. i needed this extra challenge mm-hmm. the challenge to think smarter on my foot mm-hmm. and when COVID hit Everybody said, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, yes. Now is the time for me to change the format. And the format that we have today is this. And it worked very, 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 very well after COVID. You come into the restaurant in Naples, I would say 99.9% of the restaurants are all a la carte restaurants. It's very hard to do a tasting menu at a restaurant. Most restaurants in Naples are huge. We've In order this. to We've actually have an intimate private dining, which Hide and Chic is, that is our brand. There is no way how I can showcase you the dining experience in a larger setting. So during COVID, I said to myself, going back and revising all the numbers and stuff, what is actually the price that people are willing to pay to actually have a dining experience or give us a chance to showcase them our dining experience over here. The price, sweet price point that I figured out and it worked was $65. You come in for $65, you can pick any item on the menu, three courses, $65. You want to jump into four courses, $80. Now, this works so smartly because now I can give them the option of having a chef's choice pick the menu for you. And so, yeah, COVID was a blessing. It cost me a little bit more money, but it actually reached my goal, which was for me to showcase people um, my dining uh, and culinary expertise, I'll say. Well, what's interesting is COVID will bring people into a place to where you're going to try something that you haven't tried before. We called it the pruning of the tree. It's in any time that you're into harvest or when you're into how do we cultivate the best product on a tree, you prune back. Yeah. So that you can have the most delicious fruit, fortified fruit. If you don't prune, if you don't figure out, hey, can I do that job? Where's yeah. my business? Where's where's the fat? Yeah. Well, and also pivot. Right, Greg. Yeah. Because you back might have fat. to really understand if I get half of the fruit. Maybe I need to jar it this year and sell it as jam because people will pay $15 
for one pound of jam, but they'll only pay $5 for one pound of fresh fruit. I like where you're going with this because the seed that I needed to mm-hmm. obtain in order to have a stem mm-hmm. was the private chef service that I started back in November 29, 2015 yeah. as a private chef service. It was called Chef Hyde Gourmet, which today is an umbrella of Hyde and Chic. So we are a restaurant and a private chef service company. Mm-hmm. So during the uh, season, which starts in October, you can either rent out the whole restaurant or you can have us cater privately into your home. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> Chef Hyde is there. <laughs> so full circle. Here's, yes, what, here's what I want to ask you. Now that you're in that entrepreneurial ship, you're not a wantrepreneur. <laughs> I've never heard that one. That's a good one. You're an entrepreneur. <laughs> You, they, you're all in. You yes. push the chips in. That's it, right? Sure, yeah. Huh? Yeah. I mean, you, oh, absolutely. You, I, I bet you have bank accounts linked to the. the everything's oh, yeah, legit. Right. There's accounts. No girlfriends. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? So from entrepreneurship into entrepreneurship, a talented chef coming yeah. into the business world, you got to rely on other people around you. Because you have to release yeah. that to yeah. other folks to envision your dream and realize your dream as well. Yeah. The question I ask you is that you must be hard on other people around you that you're trying to get to the goal that you want to be at. It's a very tough question. And, you know, I've been asked that before. And now today I can answer that with the definition between leadership and management. Once you understand the the difference between leadership and management, then you can think freely. When I was in school back in 2002 in Germany, my chef always said to me this, and he would literally like slap that into me. He was 37 years old at the time and was a teacher in our school, worked at two-star Michelin restaurants, so on and so forth. He says, the day you can make a profit, make a living with your big mouth, then you have understood the business because I did it. Yeah, and he owned the restaurant and pretty much was very successful, so on and so forth, and sold it. But um, to understand the business side of it has to do also with understanding what true leadership is. And I have broken a lot of rules, which by many I was told, no, you can't make it, it won't work, so on and so forth. My strength is I'm not afraid to fail. And when I was working for Thomas Keller in Beverly Hills, it was like a freaking light bulb. Yeah. Walking down the hallway, one of the phrases under this picture was, never be afraid to fail. Oh, my God. I thought, fuck yeah, bro. I'm in heaven. <laughs> Isn't that something? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know. Liberating. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think and I see that more so than ever. That's why I have a certain culture in order to vet the proper and the right person for the job. So it takes time. You can interview here. Yeah, you will stage for a couple of days. You will get paid full for a couple of days. But maybe after two weeks, you might not get the job because it's not the right balance. Huh? For 2021, I told my team, that's our main key point, balance. Front of the house, back of the house, service, customer, everything should have a balance. And the way we can only obtain that is by day-to-day analyzing our mistakes, not just the successes. But our mistakes, and that's how Hyde and she came together. I love my mistakes, and I'll always do the best I can out of it. Huh? Let me ask. is No. Chic, I, baby. Chic. Yeah. <laughs> chic, baby. 
Yeah, I'm coming to Denver. I'm coming to Denver, bro. I'm coming to Denver. That's it, baby. Well, it's this front of the house, back of the house. That balance hasn't been there. Well, that's where now. Yes, that is the business. That is the business of a huge failure. The aha that I saw, not to do like name dropping and so on and so forth. When I was working for the big boys, the two stars, the three stars, Michelin restaurant, whether it's in Los Angeles, Spain, so on and so forth, that I saw that that was a, that was a huge failure in there. No, it was not, there was, it was not right. Right. It was, it was an imbalance. And once that happens, then it's a huge headache. The chef or the operator or the business or the investor should go home knowing that everybody is happy at the place where they're at. But that is our our team. Our team should be solid. And how to really select the right team, you have to be a good coach. And that's where it goes into oh how do you gosh. build a process? Well, yeah. how do you build a, a culture? culture? Yeah, yeah. In, the culture, in a guys. kitchen, which is so Absolutely. hard. And we talked about that earlier yeah. is, is, you know, listen, a lot of kitchens. And we, we were dealing with this the other day with Chef John. You have drugs yeah. and alcohol yeah. and things that are a big distraction. Yeah, absolutely. For what – that's just one piece, though. Yeah. That's just one layer mm-hmm. when then you have some chefs or people that might say, my menu is so great. <laughs> what I'm doing in the kitchen is at such a high level that I can't give you a customer experience that you want to enjoy. And it's going to be – this yeah. is the customer experience I want you to have. As opposed to, and so it's interesting what you're talking about because I think everyone might get an opportunity right now. Yeah, is to realize how to blend those two. Yeah, how to really blend those two, I think, is a, is is the ultimate real success, and the the diners feel it, the community, yes. most and foremost, feel it. And it, to tap into the point where you're talking about, I see that more so than often that most businesses, restaurateurs, forget actually that the real foundation stems from the teens the 16 the 17 the 18 the 19 the 20 because how many restaurants have you been to that you see adults working they're over 20 but they don't have this foundation being told what is right and what is wrong with patience i work with the naples high school since the last two years we have in our company about eight kids within the last year that have came in to work with us. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's called on the job training. So pretty like much, a quick start program. It's a quick start program and uh, they get acclimated. So I don't start them off a minimum wage. I pay them $3 more than the average. I mean, Naples is like seven, $8. So they start off $11 and here's the, the simple, <laughs> the simple account. Best way to go. Yeah. The simple accountability is show up on time, yeah. be dressed properly. Uh-huh. Respond properly, not hey dude, what's up? Yeah, chef, yeah. can you get no learn how to speak and communicate oh properly because collaboration stems from communication. A lot of people ask me, like, yeah. oh man, you speak so well, English, so on and yeah. so forth. The best thing that I did when my parents left was learn to listen. Learn to listen to my environment. It doesn't matter whether it's the birds or the trees or whatever, just learn to f- listen. We have two of these and one of these for a reason. Absolutely. Who are you? This is where we end, but this is where we begin because we have new friends. Chic baby, chic baby. Chic baby. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who are you, man? I mean, I'm a huge fan to begin with. And we could be anywhere and, and listen. 
we're going to come back and you're going to be our guide. Thank you so much. Sheik Baby Sheik. Baby Sheik. Sheik Baby Sheik. Whew. It was, I'm telling you, we got led the right direction and it didn't disappoint. Oh I think we need one more shot. Bro. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like You're that. the Thank man. You so much. And, you and as much awesome. as we're always welcome here. Hope are next we? Time you, I hope you. We next didn't time you'll be either. here for a 16 course tasting menu because that's actually what we also do. Tell us more. It goes from three course to even 20 course. The maximum that we've done was 17 courses over there in that little corner. Chef, just cook us whatever. And literally at 10.30, they came at 6 o'clock at 10.30. Stop, they said. Not in those words, but chef, tap out. And that was one of the best moments because if I can do that out of a dog shop, right? Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. I don't have to be on Beverly Hills or Fifth Avenue or have the $2,000 chandelier and so on and so yes. forth. You yes, just sir. need the space, the, the food, right the vibe. The right team. Oh, my guy. Right? Wait, and Chef, let me, can I, can I break a secret? This I, is a guy, earlier tonight, we're walking around his kitchen. <laughs> uh, I love you for saying this, man. Thank you. I got to tell you. Thank you so much. We're walking much, back Robert. there, and he says, you know, man, I did $100,000 out of that toaster oven. Yep. Well, he actually, yep. he said, I got, I had to get $109,000. I'm sorry. $109,000. Yes. So when we first That's opened, right. real quick. So when we first opened. Uh, my landlord is my landlord, and you know, God bless his heart, he's awesome. But uh, business is business, so I had I always wanted to have an induction stove in the kitchen in America when I have my restaurant, just to keep my sauces perfect, temperature right then and there. So the electricity that we have here, I needed 40 more amps to it. Long story short, we're going back and forth, and I was being so stubborn. I told every single cook over here, guess what? I've got three oyster toaster ovens. We're going to make it happen. They were dropping like flies. And guess who stayed? My 16, 17-year-old kids. And we were banging out 30 covers over here, like three, $4,000 nights in this small little freaking 1,100 square foot. You know what I mean, bro? Yeah. <laughs> this is the three guy. Months, this is bro. what it's about. I mean, yes. this is it. This is it. This is like. Hey, Jay, do you have anything to say to this, Jay? <laughs> Uh, no, um, man, I'm just enjoying it. I'm thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about my what I'm playing next. I think I want to play uh, <laughs> Chef Rebecca. All right, what do we have Chef, next? Chef Re- I, I want to do Chef Rebecca first. because Well, let me ask you this question. And, Chef, it's a pleasure uh, Thank to, you so to, much, to be on yeah. with you. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, uh, Greg, let me ask you this. So I was going to play the fish video you guys made today. Uh-huh. You know, Makes f- sense next. On, but- on YouTube with the sound for you guys through I Zoom. I wanted Michael to give a, a, a setup for or I'm sorry I'm sorry I wanted uh, Chef Hyde to give us a setup to Michael. Yeah. I mean I can do that but but am I am, so, I am I playing it in the Zoom room with you guys to watch or are you guys discontinuing? No, we're taking off. We got okay. we got the dinner reservations at Belene at 7. So I'm just going to say okay, I'm just going to go back on this Chef Chef Mike. I'll call him right now Chef Mike. Yeah. So, you know, my fishmonger hashtag Chef Mike back in the days is a bad ass butcher. <laughs> no, no, you saw. You said he was gangster with his He's knife. Gangster with his knife, like there's, and he just talks so slow, and he just yeah. he would just butcher your hundred pounds in like an hour and like no sleep. I'm like, what the fuck? Bro? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's good. Make it a magnetic mic. Yeah. <laughs> That's Mike. You takes him at three o'clock in the morning, you'll just still get it. Right? You'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> he still... makes it happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So oh, from yeah. some uh so from Naples, Florida to Denver, Colorado, 
Thank you very much. And Chic Baby Chic. Thank you so much, guys. You guys are awesome. Hopefully you, you. Did you enjoy the interview? I love the interview. You guys yeah. are awesome. I appreciate You're it. You're always welcome back. The next time the door won't be locked like this. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just wants us, wants us to stay. Okay, Jay, we're back to uh, Denver, Colorado from Studio Kitchen, uh, Colorado. This is going to be a pleasure. Go ahead and take a break. Come right back to Aspen Baking Company. Show that video of Chef Michael from Blue Star Seafood. And then we'll talk to uh, Chef Rebecca Weissman. We're on the road yes. as we do that. Okay. We're going to kick the Let's rock on down the road. the road. It's Friday. It's a fry. Yay. And uh, thank you to everybody. September this 11th. Guy rocked. Everybody take a moment. Remember, 19 years ago today, September 11th, it was one of those days to where everybody knew where they were just i certainly pause. knew where i was yeah. uh well just remember the day it was a very important day in american history thank you for tuning in we're gonna kick the rock on down the road heading to Belize. yes and Belize. that's in the uh, la playa resort in naples florida thank you very much for tuning in you've got some good stuff coming up next hi guys it's rebecca Barry with hot schedules powered by four with all the recent covid rules and regulations you may feel like you have way too many cooks in the kitchen well, fortunately, Forth is the leading hospitality provider and partner when it comes to onboarding HR, payroll tax, and compliance needs. So that way you can keep all of those cooks in the kitchen and let us manage all of your administrative needs. That way you can focus back on your business and your growth plans. Give me a call for an analysis on how we can put that ROI back into your business and take those administrative burdens off your hands because nobody likes handling taxes. That's Rebecca.Berry at Forth.com, Rebecca.Berry at Forth.com. And hey, you know what's cool, guys? keeping your mask on so that way we can keep our doors open. Hey, Modern Eater fans, I'm Don Trouble with the Annex by Ardent Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning it into flour, and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with you. Hey, Colorado restaurant and food service operators. This is Rich O'Brien along with Pearson Shields over here at Elevation Food Service Reps. And uh, we wanted to let you guys know that at the end of the month on the 23rd and 24th here at our global headquarters in Park Hill, Colorado, Denver, Colorado, uh, we're going to be having our demo sale where you can buy great products gently used for an excellent price. And uh, we want to invite you over and, you know, chefs, I know you all know Pearson and uh, he can vouch that these are pretty good products. It's going to be a good price. No, absolutely. We, we used them, gently used them, and we're super excited. We're going to have some good food as well. Some well, right you. Some chicken. I, yeah. I'll be cooking. Yeah, so. we got Pearson cooking. And hey, excited. guys, come over this way, too. And uh, don't mind the young woman right there. She's just kind of hanging out and hiding. But uh, we have all this equipment here that we're going to be doing our best to sell and get out of here. So uh, any questions, give us a call over here here at Elevation, 303-750-3727, or at ElevationFS.com. And if you have any questions about the equipment, just give Pearson a holler. Thanks, guys. Hey there, barbecue all-star. This is your year, so what if you weren't drafted? The only draft you need to be worried about is actually spelled D-R-A-U-G-H-T, and it's adult for the word beer. It's barbecue season, baby. Now get out there and grill your ass off.
Hey guys, it's Brian Rizzuto with Encore Energy, the guy who saves your businesses money on natural gas. I know these are crazy, crazy times right now. So while your business is working on increasing your sales, let me work on saving you guys money on your natural gas. I make it as easy as possible. Just provide 12 months worth of natural gas bills to me. I'll do the rest. I know you're really busy, so let me get to work for you. You can reach me at 720-245-5771. I look forward to hearing from you guys, and let me try to save you some money in these crazy times. Bye. Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new Abbey 4-Pack, featuring the four main products of Abbey and Trappist Breweries in Belgium. So there's the single, the double, the triple, and the quadruple. And let's talk about singles today. Singles or ankles are traditionally monks beers served at mealtimes and during the day. They're low in alcohol, three to five and a half percent. And they're often second runnings from uh, stronger beers like triples or quadruples. This one is 3.8% ABV and it's made from the second runnings from our triple. So what they're known for is lightness and drinkability, their biscuity flavor with distinct hoppiness, and they're very refreshing. Great summer beers available at either brews location, 67th and Pecos, or at Colfax in York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the metro area. Pick up your Abbey Four Pack today and take home some Belgian-style badassery. Back to the show in just a second. I want to tell you something very, very serious. The other day, I went to AspenBaking.com, and when I opened that front door and that smell of fresh bread came pumping through, I almost freaked out. It was so good. Since 1994, Aspen Baking Company has been making the most delicious bread on planet Earth. You're going to find uh, focaccia. You're going to find hoagies, bear claws, lobster rolls, pound cakes, coffee cakes, uh, batards. My favorite, and I talk about it all the time, is the sourdough bowl. You cut it off the top. You grill that. You carve it out. You put that on there. You grill that, too. You put any soup you want in the world, and it's the most delicious thing on planet Earth. AspenBaking.com is where you go to find these delicious breads. But you're not going to find the chemicals. You're not going to find the artificial coloring. You're not going to find them freezing your bread and then, and then thawing it out and selling it to different places. They don't get down like that, not at all. But they do get down with uh, hashtag, how's your Aspen? If you bake it, they make it. It's Aspen Baking Company, AspenBaking.com. I've told you a million times. I'm going to tell you a million times going forward. If you're a bread person, Aspen baking is your life. They just do it right. Go get some bread. Now, I'm going to play a video from earlier. The boys were uh, visiting Blue Star Seafood in Fort Myers, Florida. You're going to see some fish getting cut up, so don't freak out or anything. But that's, uh, that's what's about to happen, assuming that uh, my computer does what it's supposed to do. This is the Modern Eater Show. And now you've gathered together some delicious, delicious fish from the Gulf. You're going to go through these with us. First of all, sure. can you give us a, a 30 seconds on Blue Star, what you do here? Well, Blue Star Seafood is a local company, pretty much based out of Fort Myers. We only service uh, the Fort Myers, Collier County, Lee County area. And some of the fish I just pulled out for you, take a look at it. Uh, this is basically the fish that you'll catch here in Florida. So Blue Star carries a lot of line of different fresh seafood all around the country and some imported from the Mediterranean and you know, over in Europe. 
but the fish I pulled out for you today is basically what you'll catch here in Southwest Florida. Switch the and also the East Coast. We can hear you real well. There we go. Thank you. Go ahead. So some of the fish I just pulled out for you is some uh, hog snapper. Now these generally can get much bigger, but we have only in stock today that are kind of on the smaller side. These are about like one to one and a half pounders. Uh, back here we have black grouper, which this is a carburetor, which is what they consider a true black grouper. Uh, underneath here is the red grouper, which you pretty much catch the most here. When our fishermen go out and fish here locally, right out of Fort Myers Beach, about 80% of their catch will be the red grouper. So um, black and red, what's the difference? The red, as far as, I'll tell you from like the taste profile, that you will generally have on the black grouper, they're generally bigger, they're a little bit, I would say a little bit more firmer, a little bit more meatier. Uh, the red grouper, some would say maybe it's a little bit more sweeter. The texture is a little bit more soft. Um, which they, one's both, a predator? Both are good. Which one's a predator? Which one's a bottom feeder? Uh, no, neither one of them are pretty much bottom feeders. They're both pretty much. They're, they don't migrate that far either one. They like to stay around shipwrecks. Um, basically, see anything that good that passes them, and they'll you know smaller fish and swallow it up. Um, down here, we've got golden tile. This is actually more so coming from the east coast of Florida. Um, generally, we get most of our stuff from the northern part on the east coast of Florida, around Jacksonville. That's a cool-looking fish. Yeah, it is. It's a good, really nice, nice white meat too. Can you open up the mouth on that one? <laughs> sure. There you can see in there. Really, the got a, quite the tongue on him. <laughs> Look I think the, the most prehistoric one is usually like the hog. The way they have like their teeth and the way their mouth opens up like that. <laughs> Over here we got, um, which is also very, very popular, which you'll see in a lot of the menus in the restaurant in Florida, is Yellowtail Snapper. Yep. Uh, very especially very popular down in the Keys. Um, this is as far as uh, size-wise, this, I don't have an American red snapper, but this is a mutton snapper. They're generally a lot bigger uh, filet, a lot bigger than like their brother or sister of the, uh, the yellowtail. And the last one here is a triple tail. Um, now we had that last night at Gather. Oh yeah. It was delicious. It's good. It's a good fish. It's not as plentiful as a grouper or snapper. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, when we give it in, it does seem to be a pretty popular item. Now, triple tail, you can figure that one out right there. Yeah, they call exactly. it triple tail. Yeah. That's a unique look to the fish there. I'm wondering, they don't, as far as I know, it's almost like a bycatch, unlike the, you know, some of the snappers and stuff, they can catch in great quantities. These guys like to hang out around buoys when they're fishing for them, up on the surface. Um, that's how they sort of target the triple tail, so it's harder to catch a bigger one. Michael, is that yellowtail, is that tied to a tuna at all? Is that snapper or tuna? No, no relation, right? No, not that I know of. Um, the shrimp here just filming over here. This is king shrimp, which I catch here right in Florida too. This is, it was like Florida Gold. I think we have the best shrimp in all the world right here in the Gulf of Mexico. At what point in a prong? When they, pretty much when you speak of a prong, it's usually what you would consider when it still has the head on it. 
and other people refer to, like if they're talking about a bigger one with the head, they call them refer to more as prongs. You can refer to the one's head off too, but generally people just mention like, oh, it was feet shrunk. Now clear up something for you, Michael. Those are red, which I always thought they're red, they're cooked. They're or no. No, these are these are pink shrimp. So they already at a raw state have a nice pink color. Yeah. This is a very, very beautiful clean shrimp. They look like delicious. I said, we got the best shrimp in not only in America, but I think all of the world right here in the Gulf of Mexico. Are you eating those for dinner tonight? I think I might. Why wouldn't you? Okay, so we're, uh, oh, yeah. and this I just want to show you too. This is clams that they catch right here out of Pine Island. We'll say catch, but they harvest them right here in Pine Island, which is only about 20 miles west of us, Pine Island, which is a very great harvester. And that's basically we carry all our clams from them that we service there here at Bluestock. We have a knife out. Is that just coincidence or were you going to show us something? <laughs> That's up to you. You want me to pull out a fish and show you something to eat or something like I that? I mean, we'll, we'll take whatever, whatever you'll do, we'll take. If it's something that's going to be an inconvenience, don't worry about it. Well, let's take, which one would you be interested in looking at? I'm sure you've already seen the grouper before. That's yeah, quite common. that's true. Triplets that you had last night. That's, that's right. Um, let's try the big golden pile. Well, let me, and, and you turned us on to a, a, a French chef of yours that we're probably going to go see here. What if we brought him a little treat with us? Oh, you're talking about Chef Andy Hyde? Yeah, that's right. Yep. He's not French, but <laughs> he does cook French cuisine. What do you think he'd like to have that's just fresh that maybe he could cook for us really quick? You know what? This food, he's good with anything that you can But he's, he does like to be like on the creative side, so... Let's give him, we'll see what he'll do for you tonight with the golden Let's do it. Okay. All right, this is cool. What a treat this is. Just give me about a minute. Let me get some gloves. No, you're fine. Right. Yeah. Man, what an incredible experience, Greg. Thank you so much, Chef John Hill, uh, for turning us on to this gentleman. Blue Star Seafood, Southwest Florida. And again, it's one of these places where they serve this locally. They've actually um, made a lot smaller service perimeter so they can take care of their customers as best as they possibly can. Mike, if you can break down one of these fish, we're going to bring it right to the chef, and you can't get any fresher than that, can you, Mike? Thumbs up. Exciting. Greg, wasn't it wild these? Right here, I mean that mouth, the, the way it expands open that large. Yeah. I mean, bigger than any of the other fish. Just all right. Let's look at from, this. Take them over here. It's about as treaty as you can get here. Okay, chef. This is special. You might want to come on I'm the other side. I'm gonna go on the other side. So just kind of tell us what you're doing and how you're approaching this and breaking it down. Well, it's very simple. We're just going to take this top half right here. I'm just falling down the spine. Just trying to keep my tip right along the, the spinal bones right there. This fish, though, is, it is a little bit trickier. It does have a, a bone that runs straight down the middle, about all the way down to about this far to the tail. It's called like the pen bones. 
unlike the other like snapper and grouper at the end right here. So almost when you get it, you almost have to separate the fillets once you already have it cut. Um, just how far those pin bones run down the fillet. So I'm already hitting it right here. So I'm just gonna cut through these bones. And then I'm gonna reach over to the other side of them and then start going down the bottom half of the fillet. Right, so right down the rib bones a little bit. As soon as I pass the rib bones, just cut down, up it over. Ooh, you just make that go. look so easy, and I know it's not. Um, you right. can really destroy that meat if done improperly. Yes, and I do so. So I generally don't on the cutting table as often as I used to be, but. Uh, they had some other guys in here that really show you how fast they can do it and how clean they yeah. can do it. Those bones I can get through. Scaling a fish, when do you need to scale a fish? Well, you generally on um, most of the smaller fish, if the chef wants to sell um, the whole fish to the customer or cooking for, or serving for two people, it's kind of popular to use one of like yellowtail snapper like a two and a half pounder and serve it to two people, the whole fish, and then you would, would want to scale it. Also, uh, some of the salmon, some of the chefs like to serve the salmon skin on, so we would scale that for them here too. Nothing like a sharp knife. So this meat, I mean, you can grill this, you can, yeah. you can do so it, many things with this. You can. It's it's a nice, pretty firm flitch, so it won't flake up too easily. So yes, you could throw it on the grill. Um, you can do pretty much anything that you could want to do without preparing a fish. And it'll hold up pretty nicely. So now I'm just, these bones here, Though, speaking of earlier, these pin bones, the way they go too, they actually curve underneath the meat, so they're kind of a little bit tricky to take out. So I gotta go underneath the filet a little bit to remove it, but yep, that's there. Oh. And then a blue star too, we generally want to give the chef like 100% usable meat. Um, some of their fish too, like the salmon, they'll have a lot of belly and stuff on there, but. Here at Blue Star, we always trim up the belly pretty well, even though it's more costly that way for us, but we want to give the chef like 100% usable product. I know what Brian's thinking right now. Okay, how much did that fish weigh total, and then how much can you actually sell? With the yield out yeah. of this, I'm guessing with the golden tile, I think our yield is somewhere probably right around like 34 to 38%. Of live weight. Yeah. Wow. With wow. the way that we do it, some other places they'll leave the skin on and pin bone in, but if you're removing all the skin, all the bones and everything, yes, you're gonna only get, I think it's right around like, somewhere around that area, area of usable means. Well, and if you're a chef, you want someone to bring you only the stuff that you can use. Well, they do, but they look at this too, and they go, oh my God, well, we know chefs yeah. that'll do so many great things with just that. Yeah. Um, but to get this is incredible. Uh, so, you get shrimp tonight, we get this. <laughs> wow, go. what a treat. There 
Here you go. This is fantastic. This is coming your way. It's Chef Andy Hyde. Andy Hyde. Chef Andy Hyde. Tell, tell Andy it's coming his way. Yep. It's coming to you, Andy. Get ready. <laughs> Fire up that grill. That's good stuff. Okay. Um, this is about as good as it gets. This little tour has been fantastic. It's really made our trip so worthwhile. So we glad you come. Thank you from the bottom of our heart. We appreciate yeah. it. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah. Too. Thank, Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Blue Star Seafood. It's uh, the best of the best. Southwest Florida. And uh, if you're in Naples, there's a good chance you're eating this fish. Yeah. There you go. Let's ask for it. Thanks again. Here come. Chef Andy, it's on your way. All right. That was Blue Star Seafood Seafood with Michael in Fort Myers, Florida. Now I'm going to play an uh, interview from earlier today with Chef Rebecca Weitzman from Logan Street, Denver, and also Jason Snapposky. Mm, I don't. I may have butchered that, but I'm going to play their interview and uh, keep your eyes out for Fall Dinner Series. Right, FallDinnerSeries.com. We're going to have uh, five chefs, five nights in a row. Uh, the same ingredients, but with different menus. We're going on another road trip. Tell me about it. And we're going to source some awesome Colorado uh, produce and uh, proteins for you. But uh, FallDinnerSeries.com. Keep your eyes on that webpage so you can get your tickets. Uh, now listen to this interview. Okay, this is a cool one. Brian and I were driving uh, from Fort Myers Beach to Naples, Florida. And we thought, what better could we possibly do than catch up with our friends Back in Denver, Colorado, Chef Rebecca Weissman, how are you? Good to see you. Hi, good to see you. Yeah, and Jason, how are you, Snap? Doing great, doing great. We've got a big wine club pickup event this weekend, so getting getting busy. Well, hey, can you tell us, uh, before we get started, that sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, we, uh, we have a, a nice wine club. We do quarterly releases, tends to be uh, some exclusives stuff from our library, new releases, things of that nature. And uh, so every quarter we, we typically throw a, a nice little party to celebrate that and everybody comes in to get the wine. You know, we've had to pivot a little bit and it's, it's, we're doing it more as a reservation for our club members, but uh, it's good to, good to have our first club release pickup party event in about, uh, man, it's the last two we weren't able to do. So it's been over, uh, over six months. Last wow, that's so cool. Wine club. At least they can come in and get it. Yeah. A wine club is something that uh, as we get to know and love Carboy, you got you got to get a, a, in that wine club because there's just so many great things and events that you guys are doing. And speaking of events, here's a cool one. Fall dinner series in your backyard there at Logan Street. Yeah. Chef, I can't wait for this to happen. We wanted to brainstorm with you if we could for a minute. So we're going to be back sourcing delicious ingredients, and we want to talk menu for, for with you for a minute, if you don't mind, Chef. So your dinner is on October 2nd. It's a Friday. Yeah. We haven't even released ticket sales for that yet. But, Brian, we're going to get the same ingredients, and five different chefs are going to use the same ingredients. But talk to Chef right now about what's the best way for quantity-wise, uh, what what we have, what's available. Let's kind of just brainstorm together real oh, quick. Right on, Chef. So what Greg is referring to is, is yesterday we're on the phone with one of our meat producers, the protein guys over at Harbor Feeders. And we were talking about how much, if we're going to, we wanted to offer each chef 
the ability to do three different types of Colorado protein. So we have fish, which is going to be from Frontier Trout Ranch. It's going to be some trout. And then each chef is going to get one or two char. Now that was the secret. So hopefully other chefs listen to that. He's <laughs> raising Arctic char as well. And uh, so I actually just got a sample of that yesterday. I cannot wait to try it. Oh, nice. wow. I'm super excited. Nice, nice, nice. We're, yes. we're, we're, we're feeling like we're going to overfeed people with the quantities. We talked to the, the yeah. lamb, uh, with the lamb producer. So we're going to do lamb, beef, and fish. And I was thinking four ounces of lamb for each person, four ounces of fish and a six ounce steak. But the lamb guy was saying, yeah, Brian, that might be a little too much. And so we wanted to get your opinion on how much if we were going to give every person three proteins, how much would enough be? Advice. I would say probably like three, four, and five. Probably three fish, four lamb, five beef. Maybe if you were doing beef as your entree or if beef was your mid-course, I would reverse that. Should the chefs get the exact same cuts, exact same ingredients, or should they be able to draw from a different, uh, like say if it's if it's lamb, would would you want to do just um, I don't know? Would you want to do all a, a rack, or would you want to go outside the box? Would you want to try a different cut? How should we how should we approach that? Since they're wondering, I think probably they- the chefs could pick which cut they want depending on what course they're going to use it for. I mean, somebody might want to do a lamb appetizer in a beef entree and cut. So it might be good if they got to pick whichever cut they wanted. Right, Jay? I think so, yeah. That would keep some variety, too, as far as the dinners go. I mean, the dinners are so different anyway. But Yeah. How about produce? That's a good way to go. How about produce? Does everybody get squash? Does everybody get green chilies? Should every ingredient have to be incorporated in how should we approach that as far as um what would you like to see we'll go that way what would you like to see as far as an ingredient list um i think it's kind of fun when you it's you are kind of forced to be a little bit more creative when it's a mystery basket and you have to use everything that's in it like that's super fun so i mean i would enjoy that but People might be more selective. I don't know. I kind of like that kind of thing. It's fun. You're open. Okay, cool. Yeah. You got, you got some world-class chefs there. there. Give, you know, put a little challenge into the mix. Make them work for it a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Okay, and then could you pick which brewery and distillery that you would like to accompany Carboy Wine as well? Um, I think Craig had reached out to um, Odell. We have a good friend that works there for the brewery, and then Breckenridge Distillery? Is that no? Uh, which that's right, right? Breckenridge Distillery. I think we were talking to Lich up at Breck, and then uh, I think we were going to talk to Rob Masters and Nick Touch over at Family Jones. So one of those two. Wow. Okay. Fantastic. Okay, we're going to be out there getting ingredients for you guys. Uh, what else can you think of? Is there anything that you would really like to play with that time of year? Uh, what will we have, Brian? We'll have potatoes. We'll have. We're gonna have potatoes. We're gonna have Petraco. Now we, we need to get a little check in, but they we're gonna give everyone a squash. Um, we we Green just chili. today 
I've got some exciting news. Smith Family Farms is going to be giving us the first batch around town of an organic baby salad mix for all the dinners. So that's going to be awesome. something that everyone gets to start off with. And then, um, but then Petraco is going to come in with some larger uh, leaf and cauliflower and veg, some squash, and hopefully we'll have to see what happens back there with this cold. Yep. Um, but then definitely some potatoes. Yep. We're going to tie back in and mushrooms are going to be back on the menu because I always feel like mushrooms are sort of Colorado in yeah, so many ways. Absolutely. And um, what else? There's going to be some microgreens. We've got three Pe- kinds Pueblo of chilies that we're going to get Pueblo to. Pueblo chilies down from Millburger. I'm trying to reach out to Shane and uh, check in how we hook up down there. We also have a connection on the Western Slope from those another small little farm um, as well that I've been working with for years. So, yeah, we are. At, oh, apples and apples and pears. It is. My, yeah, my needs and apples. Apples and pears from the Talbot family. Nice. And they're also providing a little spritzer for the start of every dinner, as well as um, they have their cider. So that's a fun announcement that they're going to be bringing some gluten-free cider to the uh, show. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we work we work uh, pretty closely with them. We buy a lot of grapes from the Talbots, so it'd be nice to have them involved. We're going to be making the visits and the trips, so you guys be ready for us to check in early and often with you guys while we're out on the road, and uh, it's going to be fun getting together and doing a fall dinner series there in your backyard at Logan Street, attached to Carboy, and uh, you guys, thanks for joining us today. Man, yeah, we're looking we forward wait. to it. Thank you so much for having us. this is colorado at its finest okay be ready for it falldinnerseries.com jay falldinnerseries.com that's right falldinnerseries.com bye from florida we'll see you guys soon bye Bye. thank you thank you guys